0: Yo, what up? This is your boy Rome Trav, uh, Romeo Travis here with my brother.
1: Yo, it's your boy App Anderson right here with you, Rome.
0: And we are the Mid Range Ain't Dead Podcast, aka the Mad Podcast. I have to start off with an apology. Last week, uh, I was on vacation. I'm not gonna lie, it was a family vacation, and um, and I was in Cancun with my wife and kids, man. So. I missed last week, so I do apologize to the people that was, you know, anticipating us. They missed us a little bit. It's all
1: good, man. Roman,
0: you know, you gotta take a vacation, man. How was it, man? You enjoy yourself, man? Man, it was great, man. I look, gained five pounds. Man,
1: you look good, man. I, <laughs> I can see it in your skin, man. It's glowing, dog. It's I gained five pounds. That's know, I've been it, working
0: out every day since I got back. Laid up
1: on beaches and whatnot, man. Clear, clear water, white yeah, it's, sand. It's like I like it.
0: time with your family. Uh, I, it was a great time. Besides, my kids getting on my nerves. Other than that, it was cool. All you
1: know, right. Hey man, but you know why he was going, man. A lot was going on though. Too much happened, bro. Uh, right? a lot so we gonna we're gonna going to
0: try to do a brief recap of some stuff that was important in our world to you know, what we're covering. So first things first, we're gonna go with the USA winning gold. Are you surprised that the USA won gold or did you expect them to?
1: Um, I picked them
0: to win gold. You know what I mean? I thought
1: it I thought at first it, it seemed like it was kinda of difficult. You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought they was I thought they was having some struggles. But ultimately, um and I think and I want to, um, I guess, quote Kevin Durant. You know what I'm saying? It's not exactly quoting, but he just said, like, you know what I mean? was too much talent, too much skill. You know what I mean? That's kind of what it came down to. They, You know what I mean? The additions of Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Devin Booker, obviously, oh, and let me not forget JaVale McGee. Um, obviously, it changed what, you know what I mean, what they were struggling with. I'm not sure how, because... It was really hard to watch games cuz they were all they were on a like a 12 hour time and they time wanted you difference. To pay. Yeah, the they app, wanted you to like yeah, they the wanted bonus. you to like pay for Peacock or something mm-hmm. like that. And then if you wanted to watch it on on your phone, you had to download the app and all that silly mm-hmm. shit. It
0: was you know? just too much. Uh honestly, for to watch the games it was too difficult. Yeah. And for the lack of I rating probably on. sucked. I am sure they did. Um I don't want to say with the lack of star power because there were stars there. But the superstars didn't play. And so without having superstars, they made it very difficult to watch. And so the people was like, huh, we're going to win anyway. So why am I?
1: Yeah, let me just check the scores. Yeah, like why am I going
0: through all this to see us win? Um, I was surprised that people, you know, didn't respect the, the European teams as much. Yeah, it was a,
1: you know what I mean? I think at this point we need to start giving the rest of the world their due diligence and their respect as far as being very skilled basketball players. Because I'm going to be quite frank with you. I, You know what I mean? France was a good team, but I really wanted to see them play Slovenia just because of Luka. You want to see Luka go, go I really, you know, put him on his back? Oh, no, because I, I knew he was good. No, because I feel like he was going to go nuts. I mean, now, they might have they very well lost, and they probably would have lost too. You know what I mean? But it just would have been more entertaining for me they
0: they say he hurt his wrist and he stopped shooting and you know uh that last play that of the game in the semifinals, Mm -hmm. he was getting guarded by rudy gobert and he drove and batum helped and he kicked it you know and so you know a lot of people including myself thought he should have shot the step back but you know with with a hurt wrist uh it kind of made sense why he
1: didn't shoot. So crazy. Shout out to Batoon, man. I think he made a real key block to actually save the, save the game. game. That was save the game, wasn't it? Game he, um, yeah, that was that was impressive. So, you know what I mean? Shout out to them. But, yeah, um, you know, Team USA, they kind of did what, I mean, mostly everybody always assumed that they're going to do. And, you know what I mean? They took them home the to go. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't pretty. Now, I'll say that. You know what I mean? If you want to go for style points,
0: no. definitely wasn't the prettiest that we've My ever did. My issue with Team USA was they didn't defend. You know, uh, and if you look at any highlight from previous USA teams, uh, like not pre, like our recent from 08, 2012, 2016, when you look at those teams, all of their highlights starts with great defense. Yeah, literally, all like
1: all of them. It's actually, you know, those 08, that 08 team, and that 2012 team. You actually see a lot of defensive highlights when they kind of go back and look at what those teams are doing, like you know Kobe getting steals, Bron getting blocks, D. Wade getting blocks, Dwight Howard throwing shit to the to the stands. You, you see almost as many defensive highlights as you do um, offensive highlights. So you you make a really good point.
0: Right? And I feel like they played harder. Just everybody, yeah. you know, uh, like maybe I'm maybe because they play different now and they're. More skill, it don't look like they're playing as hard. You know, I'm just saying it looks like they played harder back then. Like, you know, um, maybe I am i don't want to be the old school guy who sounds like a hater or, or anything like that. But just the eyeball test, it looks like they played
1: harder. Or maybe to to kind of combat what you're saying, maybe it's easier for them.
0: You never know. Yeah, that's what it, I'm. It I mean, be, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they're that skill. So it's, yeah. So it's maybe easy. they're that skill. It just looks easy. Yeah. And
1: maybe they are playing hard. It just don't seem like it. But yeah, I mean,
0: because I'm not taking it away from anybody's skill set because the way that they play, you know, they're so skilled. It's like one through five. You, if if a five man get the ball off the rim, bam, he can bring it up the court like no issues. Like no coach would tell take the ball out of Bam's hand if he decided to bring it up. So I I'm not sure if it's just a skill level or guys are actually were playing harder but it looks that they played harder back then but shout out to Kevin Durant who put Team USA on his back
1: put on a show man he actually had um 30 points in the last three gold medal games at least 30 points i think he he, he, he did it in 12 and he did it in um 16 16 and, and he just did it he had in, uh, 29 so oh well close close yeah, to 30, 30 whatever so
0: three times in a row so he's a definitely uh, a closer um so shout out to the sniper shout out um, easy sniper easy sniper uh free agency went crazy last man week. oh man it went, man oh man you it, was on
1: vacation on the beach and the nba was going nuts
0: it went bananas so much crazy stuff happened well not crazy so to speak but just a lot of movement a lot
1: of movement some what from us was expected you know what i mean we kind of had a good a good ear to the streets on some of the moves that happened um i guess we got to start with the lakers man what
0: do you think i know you weren't big on the whole westbrook thing
1: previously when we talked about it but
0: what you think now Ron? I was not big on it originally. I'm not going to lie. Um, but when I, one of my friends reminded me that I also <laughs> wasn't big on the Dwayne Wade-LeBron pairing. I didn't think they would match. Um, I thought their skill sets didn't complement each other. Because they don't have the same skill set, but the way that's... Very match, similar. They don't complement each other. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, they're both slashers. They both need to play isolation ball in the mid-post. Um, it just didn't seem complimentary basketball. Again, you, know, you want, know,
1: four years later, four finals trips, two rings.
0: Uh, it worked. It worked. <laughs> you, you got two rings out of it. It worked. Uh, you know, even even after everything else, they still got two championships out of that four years. So it was a good experience for me. And once somebody's reminded me of that, I'm looking at a mature hungrier Russell Westbrook who's mm. willing to take a step back so to speak. Um and not because he's an alpha. Like he's a super alpha. But I think he's willing to take a step back in how he alphas. I think
1: I think this'll work for the Lakers if first I, I don't want Russell Russell Westbrook to not be his self. I want him to still be himself but for them to for for it to work for them he needs to understand uh the time time and placement of the game to be yourself yeah you know what Base I mean spe- like you, you know, know time, what I
0: mean? they call it time and tempo
1: yeah time and tempo that's a good one I like that yeah so
0: understand the time and tempo of he
1: has team. to understand the time and the tempo of the game you know what I mean for you know three for three quarters three and a half you can go out and you can be Russell Westbrook you know what I'm saying when it gets into the fourth quarter when you got to play almost perfection basketball in a tight ball game he needs to, and I and I think he does I think he's going to I think he understands who he's playing with now you know what I mean and they have they have a good relationship from what I from what I've heard you know what I mean I think I think he'll get that you know what I'm
0: saying yeah I think he's going to understand like when you look at Russell West, Westbrook play in All Star games and in Team USA, because these are the only type of times where you can kind of see him play with people. Kind of
1: simulate what it will look like if he's playing with other, other stars. Right.
0: He don't act like he act acted when he was in OKC. Agreed. Because even last year, uh, when he was in Washington, he didn't really act like. What people were portraying, like he wasn't OKC. He,
1: you know, I'm not a Westbrook defender or nothing like that. I'm not about to act like I'm a huge fan of him now that he played that he played for the Lakers. But he get, he gets kind of a bad rap for the way he plays, and 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 all, honestly, he just plays really hard. He plays really hard all the time, and he doesn't slow down. So in some circles, it may seem like he's kind of chasing stats. Well. He kind of just chasing the wind. You know what I'm saying? He just want he just wanted more. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's a cliche saying somebody wants more. But you can actually tell, you when know what I'm saying, when, he really, when somebody really wants him more. And he's playing hard all the time.
0: Cue, that, cue that, Dame, uh, that Dame sound bite. It's not, uh. There's nothing I wanted more. <laughs> you know why I'm here. You know why I'm here.
1: There's nothing
0: I want more. And
1: we know why Westbrook is in L.A. And also, we know why our man Melo is in L.A.
0: Melo, uh, he signed the vet minimum. Uh, I'm so happy.
1: You know what? Before we get to Melo, shout out to Rob Palenka for signing all these dudes.
0: For next, for, for $15 million. He signed seven players. For $15 million. For $15 million. He went, you know, he went all the way in his bag. Finesse some. Um... Yeah, so he went, he went in his bag. Um, he let some young, talented guys walk, uh, Caruso had to go. Shout out to Caruso, man. Good Caruso luck in Chicago. Caruso had to go. Um, he he had to go. He signed he signed a nice deal, and I don't think that they wanted to match it. So he signed a four year, thirty seven million deal.
1: In, I mean, he in Chicago. he deserved that. He deserved that. He, he earned that. Well. You know what I'm saying? He, he earned well. that. But back to Melo, like you were saying, man. The the Carmelo pickup. Me and Rome have been on this train. For about two years. Since he was out of the league. Since, I- since he since LeBron actually first got to L.A., I felt like Melo should have been a Laker with him. You know what I mean? Two years, I don't want to say two years too late because Melo actually still can still play. You know what I mean? And he can play at a high level in key moments. So I'm not going to say two years too late. But, you know what I mean, I'm just glad that we finally get a chance to see. What Bron and Melo can do on the same court, I think it's going to be really exciting.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm I, I'm happy that Melo's playing with Bron. I really don't care. Uh, I don't want to say I don't care, but I'm happy Melo has a chance to win a championship. Right, I agree. Um, that he's been considered a loser um, throughout a lot of his career um, due to those years in New York, um, but he's been he's actually had a you know a decent career with winning. And so, I, I don't know if I would consider Melo a quote-unquote loser, but I'm glad he has a chance to win a ring. you know. And and they signed a lot of other key veteran pieces. Trevor Ariza, uh, Wayne Ellington, uh, Malik Monk. Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn is, is the, the sleeper o- pick. Kendrick Nunn is
1: the one that I feel like really made the offseason for the Lakers a success because – they really needed another you know, Malik Monk has had some high moments for Charlotte, but not really too many. He didn't he didn't do too much but he had
0: five games of thirty points off the bench.
1: You know what I mean? And I believe he'll be a key addition for them, but the Malik Monk thing I thought was very important because Malik Monk, I mean not Malik Monk, but Kendrick Nunn, excuse me. The Kendrick Nunn thing I thought was a key a key signing simply because First off, he took a lot less money to come to LA, you know what I mean. So, obviously, you know what I mean. He can see that he can he can see that the Lakers have a chance to really to really do something special, and then on top of that, Kendrick Nunn is young. He can play the backup point guard. He can make shots, and I think that's. Very, very important for the Lakers. And the thing that I keep hearing about the Lakers' signings is that they still don't have shooters. And the problem is with that, Rome, people don't realize you don't need shooters because shooters are just people or basketball players that can just shoot. That's all they can do. You need guys that can make shots. You need shot makers. You need shot makers. It's the difference between shooters and shot makers you know what I mean and i think that the lakers got a lot of shot makers not necessarily you know what i mean they still got three guys that shoot 40% or better from 3 that they that they brought in but still these guys are shot makers we all seen what having just three point shooters have done for lebron led teams eventually you know what i mean they become liabilities when they're not making when they're not making those quarter threes or those wide open threes they're not doing anything else so you got guys now that can actually play, but they're shot makers, not just shooters. And I think that's an advantage that a lot of people are overlooking with what the Lakers did in the offseason.
0: Yeah, I think the Lakers, uh, they made some solid moves. I also think the Bulls made a lot of solid moves as well. I like what
1: the Bulls did, man. And if you look at their, their I guess I guess would it be considered their starting five. Like Their key guys are all, I believe, still in their 20s, except for DeMar DeRozan yeah and, i mean they
0: have a nice young core in the east they should be able to make some noise they
1: should be able to get they should be able to sneak into that playoff you know what i mean at worst maybe the play in tournament or whatever um lonzo you know what i mean Zach levine they got the guy from the big man from um, orlando what was his name vojicec uh, vojicec who's always been solid yeah. you know what i'm saying you bring in demar DeRozan. you still got kobe white who was um a really good who had a really good second season. I think he had a much better rookie season, but took a little bit of a step back. But he's a good player. You know what I mean? And they got the guy from Florida State, um, Patrick Williams, though, yeah. who was uh he going into his second year.
0: So, so I think they're gonna be a really good uh a really formidable opponent in the East.
1: Yeah. I don't I'm not gonna jump out the no, window I'm and say they're gonna say, do nothing but Like the They made some these, very positive moves yeah, in the offseason. They was in the green. They definitely weren't in the red in the offseason.
0: So now I'm gonna switch over and kind of say a team who I don't think did as well in the in the offseason. And that's the New York Knicks. I, and I'm going to explain to you why I don't think they did well.
1: All right, let me hear it wrong.
0: So you get one point for signing somebody good. You get one point negative for signing somebody to a long-term contract who's an okay player. So they signed Kimball Walker late who who fell in their lap after he got cut. That's one point
1: positive. Yeah, that was that was a you know I me. Mean? I don't know what they signed him for. Um Cause he got waived by OKC, so I don't yeah, know so what he it.
0: probably get. He don't get. I, a, he yeah, I don't. Not gonna get it's not a money. it's
1: not a big deal, you know what I mean? But Kemba Walker was just starting in the All Star game two years ago. It
0: was really crazy. He signed two uh, years, uh, eighteen million.
1: Two years, eighteen million. That's a deal. That's a solid deal for Kemba Walker. A, that's a
0: great. That's a good deal for them. Yeah. So okay. that's a positive. That's a positive. You sign Nerlens Noel to a three year deal. That's to me. That's a negative. You don't sign. You don't lock up. $30 million for New Orleans Noel. Yeah, that's... that's when you're kinda... the New York Knicks and you're trying to have open cap space. That's
1: a bit much because they still got to sign, resign uh Mitchell Robinson. I think he's coming yeah. up here pretty soon. Yeah, and this year... And he's gonna... actually hurt. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, so,
0: so they got to sign, re-sign Mitchell Robinson. So, and they signed Alec Burke to another, two or three-year deal. So, those are two minuses and one plus. I Even if you... Throw in Julius Randle. Did sign they resign an like D Rose? No, not yet. Mm-hmm. They Maybe get on top of that. So even if you, if even if you throw in Julius Randle signing an extension, it's still a zero. So you didn't do like you didn't. So you
1: didn't get worse, but you didn't necessarily get better.
0: Exactly. If. I so, think they got better with Kimba. So, I think, yeah. But it's not I, a great, like, you're tying they, up too much money to I think guys. They get. I think they get
1: better with Kimba. They did lose Alfred Payton, which he played a pretty big role for them last year. He went out to Phoenix. Um, I think you got to bring D. Rose back. You have to bring D. Rose back. I feel like he had a lot to do with their success last year. Um, I like Alec Burks. Um, I like him,
0: too, but I don't like him for
1: three maybe, years. Maybe, yeah, maybe not for that money. I feel like, you know what I mean, you got to sign. You can sign these guys for a shorter deal. The Nerds Noel thing, yeah, I agree with that. That was,
0: you know what I mean,
1: you could have gotten maybe on a one-year yeah, deal. I don't, I don't understand why
0: you would tie that much money up to guys when you're the Knicks where you always need some cap space, where you always need. Because you you never know when that one guy just wants to going to make a decision like, hey, you know, I like, want to come to the like, Knicks. Like, yo, I want
1: to come here. You know what I mean, because you know we've been hearing the Dame Lillard things. I don't know how how much tread that has on the tires, you know but
0: how they gonna make it work? But, but you you know what I mean, you gotta be ready to make it work if it's gonna work. Uh yeah, so they signed Nerlens for a three year, twenty seven million. That's like nine. Like that's he's a he's a backup center. Yeah, that's a lot of money you for a uh, backup. Because you could, once you get these other players, and they still got
1: they still got R.J. Barrett, they got Obi Toppin, um, they got quickly. Um, you know what I mean? They got some. They got young talent there. You know what I mean? You don't have to. You don't have to spend this money on these backup guys. Yeah, like I don't. So, I yeah, don't that is
0: it. that is very strange when you think about it. And I don't think it was a good idea personally. But hey, who am I? You know, <laughs> I'm just a guy. Hey man, we just talking shit on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's their job. So who am I to say anything other than that? Um, we're gonna just keep pushing it right along. We're gonna go over to. We're gonna talk about Chris Paul because we had some serious doubts of why he would opt out of a of a deal so big. They re upped him. Uh, but they, he's, they he re but he still took less I mean He took, he took less it. for over because he was gonna make forty million. Now oh, yeah. he's gonna make thirty for four years. Is it for three or four? Four. It was for I mean, four? Yeah, he signed up he signed a three plus one. So he's gonna get a four year, you know. So he signed for $120 20 million.
1: Hey, man, say what you want about Chris Paul, but that boy bought
0: his money. But he bought that. He bought he, his chicken. He bought that chicken. He bought his chicken. So Chris Paul, he did a great – because I was worried. Because, I, I mean, I didn't see the vision. Yeah,
1: I, I wasn't I wasn't quite sure what, the, what they were going to do with Phoenix if he didn't. You know what I mean? I don't know. They might have reverted back to, you know what I mean, kind of the the, the rest of the pack, kind of the yeah, lower level. Middle had of the he, pack had, yeah, had he not come back, but that was a good signing for them.
0: Yeah, it was a great signing by them. Uh I think that was a smart move by by them to re sign him. Didn't or JaVale they, go there as well? Yes. Just like we spoke about JaVel McGee yeah.
1: signed a one year deal. If you listen to the previous episodes, we definitely called that the Suns should sign JaVel or Dwight. And
0: we said that the Lakers needed JaVale or Dwight. And so and both of them went.
1: And we were right. Yeah. So listen to the podcast.
0: Listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> <laughs> and so now we're going to look at the young Atlanta Hawks. And they signed Ice Trey to a major deal.
1: Had to. Max extension.
0: So they, said they gave them all they could. They signed John Collins.
1: I think the, I thought that was big. Because I thought... And me and, you had, me and you talked briefly about it. I thought they I thought they were maybe going to lose him, but I like that they brought him back. You know what I mean? He was drafted by them. He's played well. You know what I mean? He's earned He's his money. flourished
0: in that situation. Yeah. He, he, he was a great player for them.
1: He fits for what they do.
0: Yeah, and he was reliable like consistently throughout the playoffs. You can rely on John Collins to, to go out there and get 15 and, and 10. And the
1: one thing that he was that was most important that we talk about the best ability is availability. Right? He was, and yeah, he, he was, was, and you know, what I mean, for as injured as they were throughout the season, he wasn't one of them.
0: I mean, he was definitely in the mix. He was in the mix, and he played well. So shout out to John Collins getting that extension. Uh, I think the the Hawks are going to. I, I don't think it was a fluke. Yeah, I don't either. I don't think it was a, a accident that they were. They got uh, some good seeding. Uh, they got some good matchups, Some definitely some injuries. Yeah,
1: they definitely took it. I mean, they had injuries themselves, but they beat who was in front of them. They took advantage of who they played, and it worked out for them. Also, I think they had a really strong draft as well. They drafted the kid, um, Cooper. from Sharif uh, Cooper. Cooper from Auburn, who's a really solid point guard, one of the best. And they got the kid, Jalen Johnson, who actually slipped to them mm-hmm. Who I thought, and I think me and you both thought that it might be a top ten pick. And, you know me, I mean? I thought.
0: Only thing that worries me about Atlanta now is they have too many guys that are very like John Collins. Like, you know, they got, they got Cam Reddish. They got, now they got Jalen Johnson. They got Herder, They got all these tweeners. I mean, but you need a bunch of tweeners in a game with no position. And to, yeah, in
1: today's game, it's so it's such a positionless basketball. Can't, you can't
0: keep everybody.
1: Yeah, they're not going to be able to keep everybody. I have a feeling because DeAndre Hunter is going to be coming back from injury. I have a feeling they're probably going to end up losing Cam Reddish. I'm not. Don't quote me on that. I don't know that. But he dude. looks like the odd man. But he looks like he because he was hurt a majority of last season. Yeah, for and sure. Then came back in the playoffs and played really well. But I feel like they don't know if they can... They probably don't think they can rely, rely
0: on him as much, especially with his health.
1: So he might be... my yeah oh man, I, he might end up being... Out I want to retract
0: here. the statement that I made. The Knicks did sign D. Rose. Oh, okay. To a three-year.
1: Okay, I wasn't sure. I, yeah, so I want
0: to I, I retract a statement. Okay. He did sign a three-year. 43 okay, million. So that's good. That that's, was good for them. That's great for mean?
1: them. D. Rose, you know what I mean? He's the... You know what I mean? I feel like... You know, what I mean, D. Rose isn't really a vocal guy, but I felt like when he was in the game, the game was under control for he's, the Knicks.
0: He's a he's a cornerstone. Yeah. So like he's when,
1: a he's a pivotal
0: guy. Yeah. You know when mean? you build a house, right, you need a cornerstone. That means that the 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 stabilityness, the stabilityness the of their house. The stabilityness. The stability. Is, <laughs> is is not centered around D. Rose, but when he's out there on the floor. They're calm. Just like his demeanor makes you feel calm. Yeah, I agree. And so I'm glad that they got him back. And so and it keeps them calm. Now we're gonna go talk about the Sixers. And
1: The Sixers had a really weird offseason. I don't I don't really and, then, not, and, then, and their off season actually is still going on because the Ben Simmons thing isn't, is, isn't resolved. Not, yet. Now it's a problem. It's you not resolved. They, yeah, it's it's, it's now now they're, in a, now they're in a they're in a weird space.
0: And we're going to talk about Ben Simmons in one second because we're going to go off a, on a little tangent about Ben, his situation in a second. So I want to talk about um, who they signed first. So they signed. They signed. They
1: signed Andre Drummond.
0: They signed Andre Drummond, and they signed uh, Danny Greenback. And so they made two parallel moves. To me, I think that they're waiting to figure out what they can get for Ben before they make any moves. And Andre Drummond, for me, I don't know why he was signed there when him and uh, Embiid had a little.
1: It's a little, like a little, a, a little weird rivalry. Like yeah, it wasn't yeah, I really. Call it a beef. I don't even know if it was a beef, but it was just like I don't beef think it's too harsh of a word. Yeah, I don't, a, I don't think they. They, you know what I mean.
0: I don't think they get along. Yeah. I don't know if they. I don't, matter of fact, I don't think they like each other. To be around somebody, you have to get along with them. So I don't know if he likes them like each other.
1: But again, back to what we said, you don't going to like somebody to play with them. No, you don't. But still, I don't see what value Drummond will bring for them when Embiid plays a
0: lot. You know what I mean? I see them thinking if Embiid goes down for another 20, 30 games, we have a starting center who we can a former, plug right a former All Star, a young.
1: Who's not? He's not old. I don't know how old Andre Drummond is. I believe he's probably like 29 or 28. Could be 30. I don't know. Yeah, but he's but not I always, old. I
0: know he's not old. And so he can actually be serviceable for a very long amount of time. So I, I, I think that it was good for them. Not great, but good for them in case Embiid goes down for a long stretch of time. But it was weird for me to see somebody to sign with a team that kind of like, with, a, with their star player who kind of like hates him. I don't want to say hate but kind of like was trolling him.
1: Yeah, like, like making fun of him. But so it, it, I don't know. It's, it, was, it was a very, I don't know, man. I don't know what the Sixers are doing. But the Ben Simmons thing, you know what I mean? Okay, they signed out New Drummond. They brought back Danny Green. I thought bringing back Danny Green was pivotal. I know he was on the Lakers radar for a little bit. They were thinking about bringing him back. And I think that was good. I think he would have helped him if he wasn't... People forget that Daniel Green was actually hurt when they played Atlanta. And Atlanta So I think he probably would have helped. I don't know if he would have changed anything. I think he would have. You know what I
0: mean? I don't, for two reasons, I'll say why I think he would have. Go ahead. One, he can make shots sometimes. Most times. Yeah, okay. He can make shots. So they had trouble scoring. Uh, not because they couldn't score, because they couldn't make shots. They were getting the shots. They just wasn't making them. Two... He could have slowed down Herter.
1: He could have. De- he could have definitely did that. Herter, Herter was whooping on him. Yeah, boys. Herter was killing him. So I, I. Yeah, I see what you saying.
0: I don't know if he would have won him the series, but he could have had an effect on the series. Yeah, he
1: could have made some key plays that would have probably turned a couple games a different way.
0: Yeah, because you, you know, know he's a he's a good player. He's a timely player. He could have made some some pivotal moments. <laughs> now let's talk about Ben.
1: So. The thing, I I feel like the Sixers are kind of shooting themselves in the foot right now. Because now at this point, everybody in the league knows that you don't want Ben. So I'm not about to give you a huge haul for Ben, knowing that you don't want him anyway. So if if I'm any kind of, if I'm any other GM or front office in the NBA, I'm trying to give the Sixers his least... Much as possible to get Ben, because now the relationship between Ben and the Sixers is really, is really, it's like broken. Uh, I was gonna say fragile, but I think it's like over.
0: Yeah. Um. See, this is another thing that's weird to me, because when they traded James Harden, everybody know he wanted to get traded, right? But they still traded him to the Nets. Which yeah, don't make sense to me. When Kyrie wanted to get traded, they traded him to the Celtics, right? To a, a, a rival team, and like it don't make sense to me. So I think that the the Sixers, if they stay stay strong, don't take a bad deal, they're going to get what they're asking for. Because history is more likely to repeat itself than change. Yeah, he's going. They're going to find a team that's desperate. At this
1: point, they they have to trade him.
0: They'll, no, they're going to. Yeah, but they have they to. don't trade have him. to today, and they, they, he's locked in for four years. So, actuality, they don't have to trade him for three years.
1: You so, if you're Ben, are you? What do you? What do you do? You do your job.
0: <laughs> so, a lot of so, you people, got to force. So, a lot yeah. of, let me. Let, let me. A lot of people haven't been overseas before. So, I'll give. I'll paint a picture. There's been times where. The team tells you, we don't want you, we're gonna bring in a new player. And there's also times where the team don't even tell you, and a new player shows up that plays your position. And so you still have to every day come to practice, get dressed, stretch, warm up, and then you sit down like you're like you're not getting in. You know, and so it's a very difficult situation. Because we make way less money. I've seen guys walk in the gym and see a guy who's a point guard. Like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute now. (laughs) Who is this guy? You know, oh, yeah, um, we we brought in a new player. We're going to see how he goes. And whoever plays better in practice is going to play in the game. And so there's been times where they cut you, send you home the next day, and there's times where they keep both of y'all, and y'all competing every day just to play in the games.
1: For all of you out there that don't understand, that overseas life is not a game.
0: It's, 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 it's very cutthroat. So my, I said that to say, you just show up and be a professional until they tell you to stop showing up.
1: Even if you don't play in the game, you don't play in the practice, you don't play in the scrimmage, you keep showing up. So let's say, hypothetically speaking, Ben gets traded. Who gets him?
0: I would like to see... Him go to Portland. I think that's the that's the place. And we spoke on that before. Yeah, I, I, I I I try to find somewhere else that willing to deal. Maybe New Orleans for Zion. Since Zion's unhappy, um, but I don't see New Orleans pulling the trigger. Is Zion unhappy? Uh, From rumors, they said Zion's camp isn't happy with the direction of the Pelicans. Mm. Uh, so. I can see that move happening.
1: And mind you, just to piggyback off what you said, Portland has done nothing this oh, offseason.
0: They signed one guy. I, I, let me check and see who they signed. They signed one guy, but it's not a guy who's going to move the needle. But amid all the... They signed, they signed Tony Snell and Ben McLemore and Cody Zeller.
1: Tony Snell... Had a zero 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 game.
0: <laughs> He's famous
1: for that. He's famous for that. So mind you, amid all the drama surrounding Dame, when when you know I me, mean, Chris Haynes was reporting that maybe he wants out of Portland. In my mind, you would think that their front office is trying to get as as many people or move as many people as they can. you don't you know I mean? do stuff just to do it? Well, yeah, I agree. You don't do stuff just to do it. But you at least see what's out there.
0: There's, I mean, man, there's, where, where? Like, what? Like, who, who, what, why, when? Like, you know, there, there wasn't very many bigs on the market who, like, where do they need help? They need help on the, you know, on the wing.
1: You know, Portland is a, a, is, a
0: is a, is a, is a, it's
1: conducted. They're conducted as a team. Kind of strange. Uh, it's very strange. Not not very um, not very normal as today's structured teams would go. You know what I mean? Because obviously the the two-headed monster that they have is Dame and CJ. But outside of that, they're not really elite, or quite frankly, they're not good. Really anywhere. You know what I mean? They got they got your boy. You know what I'm saying Nerk down there. But besides that, you know what I mean? You don't have too many B plus or above guys anywhere else in the roster.
0: Guys and a bunch of other guys. Well, they got Dame who's exceptional, who's on the USA team, then you got C J who's a star player. Uh, and then you got so you got then you got big Nurk so you got three very to me you got three good starters
1: yeah you got three you got two really good starters and you got Nurk who's a good starter who's a, who's,
0: ser- who's very who's most of the time he does his job most day, most nights he's going to do his job when it, when it, when he, his mind's clear he, he does his job so you got three guys who are serviceable who do their job. And then you got a bunch of other guys who are good players. Obviously, they're good there in the NBA. He just got a
1: bunch of guys.
0: Yeah, like, it's just like.
1: Besides besides Dame, CJ, and Nurk, they just have a bunch
0: of guys. They did just sign back Norm Powell. So, I think that signing. He's a guy. But <laughs> Norm Powell, I was like, Norm Powell's a good player. And I think he that signing for him calms him. Because he shot a lot of shots that he wouldn't normally shoot. Because he wasn't signed to a long-term deal so he was kind of pressing and it, it, it I think they need something I don't know what but they need
1: they need a you know, shakeup
0: yeah I, I, they need something
1: and I don't know who it's going to be
0: we gotta go we gotta go back to the Knicks because I forgot about a key signing who they gave most of the money to who's that I can't believe I forgot about him Evan Fournier. Evan. <gasps>
1: They did sign Evan Fournier. They seen that they seen that USA game. They seen they got the first, happy. One, the they first seen, one. Yeah, they seen the they signed him after the first USA game and then didn't watch the second
0: one. I don't know if you guys are familiar <laughs> with Pinky in <and> the brain. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I do not agree with that Stupid sign. You idiot. <laughs> so I don't think that was a good signing. Uh just to, so he signed a, a four year seventy eight million dollar deal. Good googly moogly. So, they locked him in for a long term after that. New Yorkers, y'all better get familiar. You yeah. know how y'all get. Yeah, so go ahead and take that up off your chest. Somebody oh. buy him a pair of Timbs. Man, yeah. <laughs> in a scully. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was a good signing. But anyway, I'm going to keep on moving because I don't want to drag Evan Fournier through the mud. We're going to talk about Miami. Um, I, Miami,
1: like, what, I like what Miami is. Miami's been did. busy. Miami got busy. You know when Pat Riley get in the room, he in the room.
0: Yeah, the the mobster, he gets it done.
1: Godfather.
0: So, so he got he signed Kyle Lowry to a three year, eighty five million. That's but, what, that's what he. That's what he
1: was asking for. You asked for three years, three year ninety, 90 but he got eighty five. But he got twenty eight. So
0: he in Florida, no state tax. So, so he you,
1: actually ended up making up making so out. He more. made out.
0: He did. He did well. Uh, I think Kyle Lowry fits. Everything that, you know, that Coach Spo was looking for that, that. And that he
1: that heat organization that heat culture. He played hard, you know what I mean? Hard nose point guard. He can shoot the three. Play for the team. You know what I mean? And he uh, real selfless. You know what I mean? I selfless, give I'll I, I give Kyle Lowry that. I don't I've never seen him at any moment seem like a selfish player. And
0: random fact, he took the most charges in the
1: league. Yeah. So, so, shout out to them. That was a great signing. Like I said in, uh, on our previous episode, I actually thought the Lakers should have kind of made a run at him, but, you know what I mean, it worked out.
0: Yeah, I would say Russell Westbrook, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I would still
1: take Russell Westbrook over Kyle Lowry, but still, I didn't know Russell Westbrook was actually be on the table, so yeah, we kind of so, go we go with it when we go with it. So, they also signed, they re-signed Jimmy Butler, which was key. Yeah, they, they locked know, Jimmy Butler in. Jimmy, people, people are, you know what I mean? I like Jimmy Butler personally. You know what I mean? He's not everybody's cup of tea. I like but, him as a person, but I like Jimmy
0: but Butler. But I don't first of all, I don't know that man. Don't know that man. I do not know this man.
1: You do not know that man. But
0: I like him. Like I like the the image he portrays, if that makes sense. I don't know him personally, but I like I like him. Like when I watch him, I'm like I I root for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like and so his game is like uh, But I don't
1: know uh, if Jimmy Butler can be your best player. That's the problem that Miami kind of ran, well, they ran into that last year for sure. And then this year, you know what I mean? That Dennis Schroeder was going to get a hundred.
0: I thought he was.
1: I told you that he sticks. <laughs> <laughs> he sticks. I, I thought he, he was. And he wasn't getting a hundred, though. Now, mind you, I didn't think he would get what he got, but I knew he wasn't getting a hundred.
0: Uh I uh, underestimated.
1: So I'm gonna leave it like I'm. Gonna, I'm putting it at this. Next time, if any of you guys see me in Rome out, and I'm drunk, it's because it was on Rome because of this bet. <laughs> Thank you very much. I won. He lost. Okay. Casamigos. No. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, I'm gonna definitely pay my bets. I don't. Look, I don't. I don't quit on bets. If I bet, I'm gonna pay it.
1: No, but listen, this is the prime example of. Severely overplaying your hand.
0: When keeping the real goes wrong.
1: When keeping the real goes all the way wrong.
0: I don't know what. Like honestly, I think he didn't want to be in LA. Well, I don't think he wanted to play on that team. Because I, I, I don't see any other reason why you would turn down
1: that well, money. Well, see, the first first off, he came to LA with a weird mindset. Like he was too. He he emphasized too much to me being the starter. I'm a starter. I'm a starter. You ain't been a starter nowhere else. Why are you a starter here? He was a starter in Atlanta. I mean, for, um, for, for a brief time. For, for a, for time, a year, you know maybe I mean?
0: two. For a year, maybe two.
1: And then he came off the bench when he went to OKC. But, like, it's like you thrived in that role. Like, why are you so adamant about not being in that role anymore? You know what I mean? And then, after that, I don't know. It just it never really fit. The L.A. thing never really fit. And then you shoot yourself in the foot when they offered – they, I, I couldn't believe that they actually offered him $84 million. I thought that was kind of like, hey, you know what I mean? Let's relax. Let's let the season play out here first.
0: I, you know what I mean? I mean, when they offered it to him, it was guys had been injured, and he was low-key carrying the team. You know, he was carrying the team, and guys had been injured. And so they were like, wow, this guy is playing really well. In the absence of these other guys, imagine how he plays when these guys come back.
1: And then when the guys came back, the play severely declined.
0: Yeah, he didn't play as well as he thought or as most people thought he would play. And the market dictated that.
1: Yeah, and then he jumped out the window and asked for a hundred to $120 million. And At it- that point... Everybody was out on Dennis Shooter.
0: Yeah, and so my my thing on that is you're only something, anything. These shoes right here. These shoes are only worth what somebody's willing to pay for them. Absolutely. So if nobody's willing to pay me $300 for these shoes, they're not worth $300. You cannot determine the market. The market determines the market. So you can't say, this is what I want. You can say, this is what I think I should get. This is what I think I deserve. But this, don't sit here and say, this is what I want, because you don't determine that.
1: So, for those of you who don't know, and I'm sure most of you who are listening do, what Dennis Schroeder was offered for the, from the Lakers was four years, four years $84 million. He turned, he turned, turned down. that down. Yes. Then what he said, or his agent said, I can't put words in his mouth, I don't know that, man. You know what I mean? That he wanted $100 to $120 million. Now, fast forward to the offseason, what he ended up signing for was the mid-level exception, which I believe Rome, Rome is, and quote me if I'm wrong, apologize to the listeners, is around $5.9 million for the Boston Celtics. That's what he just signed for. Yeah.
0: Give or take a
1: couple thousand. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't overplay your head.
0: Don't just don't do it.
1: Just don't do it. Don't. If somebody offer you a lot of money, nine times out of ten, you should probably take it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a and it was a good situation. So now
1: he signed for the mid level exception. That's one hand and for one the, year. And now you're living in Boston.
0: And you're the backup.
1: And you're and you're back to what you said you weren't. You're a backup.
0: The whole Man. thing didn't make sense. Uh Fall on your face. Jesus. Yeah. Somebody put the banana in the tailpipe on a young boy. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Ah I hate it. I hate it had to be him. But it but it was funny. I'm not gonna lie. I laughed.
1: Oh, I really laughed. I'm not I sad. A, I got a whole kick out of it.
0: I'm. I'm not sad at it. I kind of laugh, but I. Uh, I mean, I think that when he goes there, and you look, I mean, it's a new coach, but when you look at Boston Celtics backup point guards, they usually make a lot of money. Yeah. When so, they leave Boston.
1: So Dennis, so, if you do your thing there, you
0: know, what I mean, you might get paid. Yeah, it can be a launch pad. It can. But be for dirt. now. <laughs> you the. You the wait.
1: With your. Oh wait a minute. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough.
0: Yeah. So he, so he's that guy this week. So um,
1: goofy ass.
0: So with the summer league going on, I don't really put too much on the summer league because it really don't mean anything. Because those guys that are on the summer league, they don't play. In it. They're not going to play with those guys. Um, the highly drafted guys, I like to see them play well though. Um, as a prelude. You know, like if you can't play well against these guys,
1: you'll stand a chance.
0: Yeah. So, uh, and then also, if you don't play well against these guys, there's a possibility that this can be, you know, getting getting the dust off or your first NBA experience, and you can play well later on.
1: And then also for those guys who weren't drafted or just came on, or got signed to a summer league team, if you play well, you know, what I mean, endless possibilities could come from exactly. that. So, so it's always interesting. It's always interesting to watch for me. You know what I mean? Because I look at the guys that um, that did, like you were saying, that did get drafted high, or some second year guys that didn't play that well last year. Maybe they're taking a little leap. Or guys that, you know what I mean, are kind of unheard of. I think the Orlando Magic signed like a 29-year-old rookie or something like that. So, you know what I mean? Those guys who get chances um, that you know what I mean, didn't get chances in the past. So it's always interesting to see for me. One surprise that that I've seen Rome so far in the summer league, and I know you said you you haven't watched much of it. I watched a little bit of it. You know what I mean? Enough to kind of kind of see what the what the landscape is like. I'm su- I don't know if I'm surprised, but a lot of the higher drafted guys have actually played really well. Like the guys, I've been seeing the stats. Like, like the guys that were drafted like in the top ten or the lottery guys, they actually all have <laughs> played pretty well. And you typically, typically, you might not get that all every the time. Every now and then, you get a limit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Every, every now and then, you know what I'm saying. You'll get like, you get a class where it's like two real standout guys. But this class, and they said it was a deep class before the draft. They showing up. You know what I mean? They showing up. Even um,
0: Sharif Cooper,
1: he's playing. He played well. Yeah, he was a late first. You know what I mean? Him and Jalen Johnson for the Atlanta Hawks have been playing really well. I've been pleasantly surprised, and I didn't see this guy play before he got drafted because I didn't really watch the G League. The kid, uh, Kaminga,
0: no, no, Kaminga, Kaminga, that For the, the Warriors, Warriors drafted. Yeah, he's been
1: playing really well. I wasn't familiar with his game, but he can play. Yeah, and that was play. a good
0: pick. I think the Warriors have a great front office. Um, they, yeah, they, they yeah. do a great. They draft really well. They draft really yeah, well. I hate. I don't like the Warriors, but they do a great job of. Drafting and, and and signing guys and, and really putting their team. they know how to find talent yeah they they're really
1: know how to find talent but to yeah. what you were saying Jalen Green you know I me mean? he's been showing out um actually the other it's it's ironic I guess these guys are really close friends the other rookie for Houston Christopher who went to Arizona State he's actually been playing really well he's actually playing out of position now playing him at point guard I believe he's more of a like an off guard mm-hmm. but he's been playing really well um, K Cunningham. Has been playing well. Um, Suggs for Orlando has been playing really well. Um, you know what I mean? All around the board, man. All around the board. You know what I mean? I, That's I, exciting, though. Yeah, it is exciting. Because you see a new crop of guys coming in. And you you know what I mean? You know it's not just hype. You know, all right, these guys can play. And oh, oh and shout out to the guy, uh, the kid Mitchell from that Sacramento draft. He's really been playing. He cooking? Yeah, he been cooking. He locked up, um, uh, I think, Boat night locked yeah, okay. he locked both he, he the other night. He was sliding the puppies. I yeah. seen that video. Yeah, he was um, he was in his chest. He he was on his chest like a jersey.
0: Yeah. it's exciting to see the young guys come in and play well, because that's the future of the NBA. Like that's what we're yeah. looking to see. We're looking at, like we're kind of want like we want them to play that well in five years. Like yeah. you know, like consistently, we want that to be the face of the NBA. So that's why we kind of look at the summer league as like a. A looking glass, so to speak, but I don't really put too much on it because everybody, like basketball, is so situational. If you don't play well in your situation, you will not be in that situation right. any longer.
1: I also want to give a shout out, and you know, I know he was real, he was real irritated, he was real, he came off real braggadocious and cocky a couple years ago. But shout out to Levar Ball, man, because listen. You know what I mean? It might not be the way that he said it was going to go. But he got them. Them boys is in the NBA. All three of y'all. All three of y'all. You know what I mean? The middle one has been playing summer league for uh, the Hornets. And he's been playing. He's been playing relatively well. But, you know, he said he was going to get him there. And they got him. Now, there. I don't know if uh, Jello, whatever his name is, La Jello. You know what I mean jello pudding whatever you want to call it <laughs> <Literally>. i don't <laughs> i don't i don't I don't know what I don't know if he's gonna stay on the roster, but you know what I mean Lavar got them boys in there man, so you know what I mean shout out to him
0: yeah I, no like you know just to i didn't i i let me say this the right way I liked what Lavar was trying to do I just didn't agree with the, the way, way he, he was did, doing it.
1: That's how most people did.
0: Yeah, like I agree. With, I I love that he was doing all that for his yeah. boys and pumping them up, but he ended up putting himself on the front for the forefront. Yeah, more than he his took,
1: boys. He took it. He took a little far. He took a
0: and, little far. And with the personality of his sons, that his dad, their dad is such a big personality. Most of them three are quiet guys. Yeah,
1: like, they don't really. Yeah, you don't really hear too much from them. They kind of just. They kind of just who. That's yeah, kind of so, what they do. They hoop and they chill.
0: So I'm happy for those guys. Uh, obviously, I don't know them. But I need whoever knows them from Chino Hills or all them people to stop saying that they would have beat that 0-3 St. V team. I need that to stop coming out of California, period. Because that ain't going to happen. But I'm not going to stay there long. I just wanted to get that off me. Do we need I, to get another
1: wait moment? No, <laughs> no we ain't even going to stay there. I heard it. I heard the
0: rumblings. I just and now we're gonna move on. Yeah, y'all wild. Okay. Yeah, so, but I digress. But I digress. But I digress. We're gonna talk about a conference in the NFL every week. So until the season, we might do two or three next week. because <inaudible> <inaudible> football
1: season <inaudible> is <isn't> vastly
0: <inaudible> approaching. I love football personally. I'm a diehard Green Bay Packers fan. If nobody knows, if anybody knows me, they know I'm a Packers fan.
1: Yeah, I mean you don't really you don't really
0: come in contact with them and not know. Yeah, yeah, Packers fan. Me personally,
1: I'm a Broncos fan, um, and I know you know I me mean? living in Ohio. You got to talk football. You I mean, to. it's you you got to talk about football, man. And it's right around the corner. Preseason games have already started, man. So I don't know. I guess we can jump out here and say like, what what show earlier? What show predictions uh, this year, Roman? We're gonna go in the AFC North.
0: Yeah, we're we'll starting. It's start, the, Let's AFC start North. the AFC North. We're in
1: Browns country. Man. Shout out to all the Browns fans.
0: Shout out to all the Browns fans. Speaking of the Browns, I want to clear my – I always want the Browns to do well.
1: I think – and I'm going I'm to let you finish, but I think most – I think everybody who lives in Ohio, in Ohio want – if you're not a Browns fan, you at least want them to do well.
0: There's a lot of – it's it's eerily. It it, it kind of creeps me out that there's so many Steelers fans from Akron and Cleveland. It, it weirds me yeah. out, Like
1: Yeah, that's –
0: like, why is it that's so? Like, many, it's so that's like,
1: that's like in college, like when you have like Michigan fans in Ohio or whatever. Like I'm not an Ohio State guy. I'm not a big Ohio State guy, but I'm definitely not a Michigan fan. Yeah, know like like I mean? Does, so, like, it, so you can't, you like, you know what I mean? You don't have to be a fan of the home team, but you can't root for the opposite team. The opposite
0: like team, the you know? direct
1: yeah, so, rivalry.
0: That makes no sense. But it is a lot of Steelers fans. It's oh, that, too many here. I don't in, get in it. Area. Somebody can it's explain really crazy. that to me. Maybe when the Browns left, um, a lot of people had to pick teams. That's how my dad did. My, my, when the Browns left, he's off. Like, "Oh, you, know like, you got to pick a team yeah. at that point.
1: Well, he's a Ravens fan. Now, so uh, so he, he went with the he
0: Browns. Went, yeah, he just went with the Browns. Which makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And some people went to the Steelers. Uh, some people stayed in Ohio and went to the Bengals, which was a terrible decision. But some people did that. Um, but now we're in the AFC North and we're going to talk about arguably, it's arguably one of the best
1: it's arguably the toughest division in
0: football. One of the best divisions in football. Last year, it, last year it was the toughest division. In football. Yeah, like st- statistically, statistically, it actually was. Yeah. So, so um, I've I've been doing a little research, and I'm saying that the Ravens are projected to win the division, which kind of like surprised me because people were having Super Bowl aspirations for the Browns, but they don't have to win the division.
1: Yeah, that's. That's strange, you know what I mean? But I don't. I'm not surprised by that because I could see the Ravens winning the division. I personally think the Browns are going to win the division, but I could see the Ravens winning it as well. I'm not like, you know what I mean? I'm not like, oh, the Browns are definitely going to win. I'm not on that train. But I feel like this is their year. I think they, you know what I mean? They take another step and win the division. But you know the the Ravens. You know what I mean? They they've been a really good regular season team. Like they win a lot of games. Like yeah. you know what I mean? So I mean, maybe it's it's schedule. hard to, you know what I mean, it's hard if you don't see Lamar Jackson, you know what I mean, twice a year for the last 3 years, you know what I mean, it's hard to kind of to kind of plan for that, you know what I mean? So well, Lamar's a, he's a bad boy. Yeah, he's he, different. He's,
0: he's a bad boy. And he's different. I don't know if they gave him enough help on the outside. He they gave him some receivers, but I, I think really they agree. signed
1: like one of his like high school uh,
0: teammates. Yeah, bro. they gave him a receiver, but I don't think that's enough for them. With the Browns signing on the, the defensive side, what they did, yeah. and they just I think the Browns just got better. And then you bring back OBJ on top yeah. of OBJ, that. Yeah, OBJ man, that's with those two running backs man, with Greenhant and they're gonna be tough. Chubb, I think that they're going to win the, the I the think division. the I think the
1: Browns are the most complete team in the AFC North.
0: Oh yeah, for that's so I don't think
1: it's even close to They don't
0: cuz last year they had, they had a lot of glaring holes in their secondary.
1: Yeah. And but they had a lot of injuries too, I think.
0: Yeah, but you know, this football, you know, you got to have yeah. 60 guys on your roster. True. True that. And even if you have a lot of injuries, you shouldn't be getting destroyed in the secondary like Yeah. You know, it was a. It was times where I was watching games where guys were just literally just chucking the ball down the field and just catching touchdowns on the Browns' secondary. Um, the Steelers, with the, everything they got going on right now, I don't think they're going to do well. I've seen them winning six to eight games, if that. Six to eight? Six to eight. Because with that count, comp- you see, I, I think they're going to lose twice to the Browns, twice to the Ravens. So that's four losses. Them is
1: rivalry games though, so them is hard to call. I mean, it can go either way. It can go either way. I mean, we even can sit they, up here and say even, if even they, they split, split.
0: You know what I mean? With the Brown I think they're going to get clapped by the Ravens.
1: I give, I get a, I get the Steelers at best, maybe nine and seven, or no, they played seventeen games, so it'd yeah. be nine and eight.
0: I don't. Oh, I forgot they added a game.
1: Yeah, because
0: but they didn't add no money. But we're not going to go there. Yeah, that's not our. That's not my job. Hey, we
1: but, back. We Hoopers. Just yeah, yeah. football.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think the Bengals uh, until they get an offensive line, um, Joe Burrow's gonna be running for his life.
1: Yeah, man, he had a really nasty injury last year. So hopefully, you know me, he can bounce back. He was playing really well. They just stunk. He ain't had no line. That's how he got injured in the first place.
0: Yeah, and I seen um, I seen a, a really good quote from the offensive line lineman Mark Schlerth. and he said. You have to be comfortable with never being hundred percent again, and that's how you can move forward uh, as a after a major injury like that. Yeah, gotta, so if he people
1: gets, people forget, man. Tom Brady had a nasty uh, a knee, knee, knee injury. Um, damn, that was like ten years ago now. Like he had a nasty knee injury. He, you know, obviously, you know, he's just coming off a of Super Bowl, and obviously, you know, Joe Burrow is not Tom Brady. We're not talking about talent. We're just talking about coming back from an injury. Um, you know, what I mean, it's doable. So hopefully, hopefully, he um he has a a good a good comeback season. I don't know if he'll be ready by the start of the season or not. But I don't know. I've, I don't know. I don't I can't remember what game he got injured in. I don't know if he was be getting season. Or not.
0: I, I think he's going to be back for the uh, home opener, but I don't see them winning more than four games. Uh, they need they need line. They need a line. um uh, yeah, and that's going to take some time. And they don't have a great defense either, so I, I see them struggling. Mm-hmm. What about your Broncos? What what are they going to do? Oh, man. I really thought Aaron Rodgers was in play. I really did. I'm
1: sorry, bro. I thought he was in play. I'm glad he did. Man, I don't... Man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, to be honest with you. Hopefully, you know, I'm going to be positive, man. Everything for the Broncos, we have everything, you know what I mean, good, but the quarterback. <laughs> but the quarterback. Everything That's is solid. Really the most important, the most important position we just can't get right. And since Peyton Man- since Peyton Manning retired, we just can't get right. And you know what I mean? I Drew Drew Locke, like I thought he was I thought he was something. I know but he's, but he's really something. nothing.
0: Yeah, I never thought. So hopefully
1: we still in the Deshaun Watson uh <laughs> sweepstakes. Hopefully Houston will come up off of him but we in a tough division man Patrick Mahomes you got uh, the quarterback from um the Chargers now uh god what is his name Herber. a rookie Her- Herbert yeah he's a bad boy um you got Carr for the uh for Las Vegas man we in like we in a division where all the quarterbacks is good and we just got Drew Lock you know what yeah, I mean so I remember I mean we got I mean we got Von Miller coming back
0: you know what I'm saying Did you guys play with a wide receiver at quarterback one game yeah. Yeah, man. Dog. I'm trying to tell you. Because of the quarterback like, room caught COVID
1: or something. Something crazy like that, man. Our um our quarterback core our quarterback man, he's but our wide our our wide receiver core is really good this year. You know I me mean? got Corland Sullen coming back, um, Jerry Judy. Um, you know I me, mean? we got some boys out there. We lost uh we lost Phillip Lindsey, which sucks. You know what I mean? He, he was, was a, a he was a good running back. back. Um not really big on Melvin Gordon, but he can play a little bit. You know what I mean? He's more more hyped than actual fucking, I don't know, man.
0: <laughs> I can hear it in your voice, the it's, frustration. It's, yeah, voice. It's, it's really
1: frustrating, man. I don't know what the hell John, Wade do, John Elway doing, man. But I,
0: I, I, were, I was where you were two weeks ago before Aaron Rodgers committed to coming back. But I am very happy that Aaron Rodgers did what he did. And I'm happy he did it the way he did.
1: I'm going to say it like this. Now, Aaron Rodgers is definitely, you know, he's he signed back. But I think I think this might be his last year.
0: Even if this is his last year.
1: It would be great if y'all could win the Super Bowl I'm and he just fi- roll out.
0: I'm fine with it. Um, for the simple reason that he did it in a way where he told them he was unhappy. And after he told them he was unhappy, he showed them he was unhappy.
1: Oh, yeah. He had them... Oh, he had
0: them boys nervous. And that's and as an athlete, you shouldn't have to do all that for a front office to do their job.
1: But, but I'll say this. He showed them that he was unhappy, but he still showed up, and they still didn't do nothing. They didn't do anything, they man. Didn't they, do, they didn't do anything. They, they signed Randall Cobb, and he's like three or four years past... Where he where he once was when he was with great Bay.
0: His, his frustrations were with them letting guy. They tried to emulate um, the Patriots. So the Patriots' rule is get rid of a guy a year too early
1: before he yeah. instead
0: of two years too late. But Aaron Rodgers' whole thing was these guys are willing to take less, groom the future, and still be in this family oriented situation. And so, for him to be the face of the league and to really show his just show his nuts, like yo, I'm. This is what we're doing, and this is how we're doing it. I'm so happy, and and it really showed these teams that you know athletes do have the power, and I'm proud of him, and I'm happy, and I'm thankful that he's back because we have another championship running us. But in the last ten years, and They drafted one offensive player in the first round. And guess who that was? His replacement. No. (laughs) So that wouldn't frustrate you?
1: No, that don't tell you something.
0: He threw touchdown passes to one first rounder. And that was Marcellus Bennett.
1: Now take a a picture, take a uh, page out of Tom Brady's book. They did the same thing. Almost the same thing as, I mean, Tom Brady was. They were still winning Super Bowls, but they were doing the same thing though. And just like you said, like they tried to recreate what the Patriots did by getting rid of guys before they actually it's too late to get rid of them. But they weren't winning. You're not winning nothing. Not winning nothing. Like why get rid of guys? Like the Patriots were getting rid of guys. And, and winning, they, they were they were winning,
0: and then they get rid of the guys. They don't
1: just get rid of the guys to get rid of the guys. You can't like,
0: emulate something when you're not winning. Like it's not going to like when you consistently fall short in the same spot. Like we've lost in the conference championship three times in the last five years. Like you know what I mean? Like it, like that's there's that that's like one thing missing. Like we're right there to get to the Super Bowl. 3 times in the last 5 years. And so like in 2 of the time we got clapped. But so that's frustrating. I can only imagine how Aaron Rodgers feels. But I'm glad he's back. We got another chance to win the Super Bowl. Man, you know what man? The the the
1: the, the, the sweetest thing for Aaron Rodgers and Packers, well you you're you know what I mean, you're open minded about it. But the sweetest thing for Aaron Rodgers would be is to for them to win the Super Bowl and to be like, I'm out this bitch. Uh,
0: and I'm a diehard Packers fan. Mm-hmm. I hope he does. Like, I really seriously hope he does. And we and we go back to the projects. And we, we win six games like the year when he was injured. And just to show, like, yo, this is what we could have had for years to come. But y'all messed this up. And so, we're going to add a new... Slot to the show. We're gonna call it "That Boy Good." So the "That Boy Good" moment is us highlighting somebody or something that happened in the news that was pretty cool. So today, what we're going to highlight is J.R. Smith going back to college because he he. If you don't know J.R. Smith's story, he was drafted right out of high school. He signed a letter of intent to play at the University of North Carolina, but he obviously never went. He went straight to the NBA. And now he's a really, really, really good golfer. And he wants to go really good, like really good.
1: You know, and just to to piggyback off of what you said in Rome, despite all the, you know, I mean, the jokes and the memes and stuff around J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith, I've been around. I, I was around him before. J.R. Smith is a really good dude. He's a Just, great you know person. Saying? Let's 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 you know what I mean. Let's cut to the point. Like J.R. Smith is a really good dude.
0: He's a great person.
1: He's not you know what I mean. He's not some Hennessy drinking, tattoo dickhead that people want to want to try to portray him to be. He's a really good dude. He's a great person. You know what I'm saying? And this shows you that you know what I mean. It's never too late to go back and do the things that you want to do. He has two championships. He's retired from the NBA. He's made a lot of money. Now he's going to, now he's enrolling at a college, I believe at HBCU. HBCU. At and shout out to them.
0: Um, North Carolina A&T. North Carolina
1: A&T. And he's going to do something that he really loves to do. And if you follow J.R. Smith at all, you know what I mean, he's really into golfing. And he's really good at golfing. And so it's, shout out to him man.
0: And it would be a great opportunity for not only for him to play golf, but to highlight at HBCU, and for him to do something that can segue into the pros. So I hope everything works out for Jr. Smith, and I hope that he's able to actually play. Because um, right now, it's still and you know, they're still trying to figure out if he's able to play, if he's eligible. I, or I don't see
1: why, why you be, he's never using NCAA eligibility.
0: Oh, there's always a way to keep certain guys out of certain things. Um oh, I know that. That's, you know, how that goes. But we're hoping, I'm hopeful that he's able to play and, you know, highlight that university and HBCU and really go out there and do his thing. I am Romeo Travis, a.k.a. Rome Trav.
1: It's your boy, Amp Anderson, the coolest one.
0: And this is the Mad Mid-Range Ain't Dead podcast. Thanks for listening. That boy good. That boy good.